There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. My name is Dean Kirshner, and I'm part of the Ministry of Gospel Link. As you can tell by the name, Gospel Link is centered on the good news of Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done, and what He is doing today. How's this for good news? When you pray, enter into your closet, and when thou hast shut the door, Pray to thy Father which is in secret, and your Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Jesus shared this truth with his disciples 2,000 years ago, but it is a truth that exists today. Our Heavenly Father continues to see. He continues to hear. He continues to reward. The question we must postulate, are we the followers of Jesus, 21 centuries later, are we continuing to pray? The title of this episode is Seven Prayers for Kazakhstan. So you need to understand that this episode is a group participation episode. You see, Jesus also said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And maybe you have never prayed for people in Kazakhstan. Maybe you cannot find Kazakhstan on the map. Well, let's change that. In the old days, we went and got what was called an atlas, a great big cumbersome book with photos and geographies. If your poor household does not have such an antiquary book, I suppose you can go to Google Maps and there you can find Kazakhstan. Of course, if you can spell it. Now, praying for Kazakhstan, that might require more effort than going to the internet. After all, prayer is imploring the King of Heaven. And praying for a country or a region is good, especially in the area of intercession and asking the Lord to bind the principalities and the powers which exist over that nation. But in this episode, I am offering you the challenge of praying for seven specific things in this Central Asian country. You see, I know that you've listened to me read several excerpts from different reports that our Gospel Link preachers send to their sponsors on a quarterly schedule. But these preachers don't only tell about their families and their ministries. They also include specific prayer requests for their sponsors. For sure, our dear brothers and sisters in many countries need financial support. But the idea that money alone is the key to improving ministry or the key to spreading the gospel, that idea is nothing short of arrogance and close to blasphemy. The kingdom of God is not built with silver and gold. 
God's weapons are faith, righteousness, grace, redemption. And we get to pray for these things. And none of those things depend on money. In fact, I realize when I ask people to support a national preacher on a regular basis, I run the risk of tempting them to think that a donation is sufficient commitment. I find it interesting that Jesus talks about giving in the same context he talks about praying and fasting. So though gospeling has an emphasis on financial support, be assured that our ministry believes that prayer must accompany the world evangelization effort of the church. Therefore, I am inviting you, yes you, to pray with me for the next 70 days for seven specific prayer requests for Kazakhstan. Got it? 70 days, seven specific prayer requests. I hope you can pray that long. And seven specific requests? These are fresh requests just recently sent in by three of our national preachers in that part of the world. The first of these men, I'm going to call Dimitri the Dynamo. His nationality and ethnic roots are Ukrainian. In case you didn't know, any surname ending in O is Ukrainian, like Dudarenko or Cherenko. But during the Soviet era, Dmitri, the Dynamo's family, moved to this part of the Far East before he was born. This dear brother is dynamic. He's full of fervor to reach his people. Dmitri has three children, and this is what he wrote in his report last quarter. We live in servant Kazakhstan. In Kazakhstan, more than 72% of population are Muslim. Less than 1% are evangelical Christians. Christian freedom in Kazakhstan is strictly limited by legislation that was passed in 2011. It is prohibited by law to openly share the gospel with any person or to give them a Bible outside of a religious building. It is forbidden to attend church for children under the age of 18 without permission. Since 1990, more than 70% of Christians have emigrated to different countries and at the moment this process is ongoing. More than 19 million people live in Kazakhstan, of which 52% are young people under the age of 28. About 600,000 of them are students, 23,000 orphans and children left without parental care, of which only 4,000 live in orphanages. Kazakhstan is among the top three countries in terms of number of suicides. The number of divorces increases every year, which leads to the fact that children are brought up in single-parent families. Now, I'm going to break in here because when we read statistics and numbers like this, it's almost overwhelming. But I recently gave a sermon at Locust Valley Bible Church in Maryland in which I compared the people of God to the New York City firemen on September 11th. The normal thing to do on that tragic morning 21 years ago was to run away from the burning Twin Towers. But while ordinary people ran away, there were others who ran toward the burning horror. These brave people saw themselves with a different identity. They were firemen, EMT personnel. Their calling and their identity were to save people in peril. Honestly, 
Dimitri the Dynamo and his wife are spiritual firemen in a country inflamed with Islam, Chinese political pressure, and a history of atheism. Our heart is worried about the younger generation today, which pushes us to serve them. Our family focuses on reaching the youth and nurturing honest and dedicated people among the youth. We do this through evangelism, leadership, and social services. I continue to serve young people in the local church in the region. At youth meetings, I rave lively topics about life with Christ and life for Christ. In April, I conducted a practical lesson, how to read the Bible. Now we are also preparing about 18 young people for baptism. I love Dimitri. I have never seen him face to face. But I lived in the former USSR, and it was the joy of my heart to lead young people to know the Lord. So now it is my delight to read that such work is continuing. We went to the camp with young people in April. I was conducting a practical prayer. The youth prayed for over an hour and a half, and this time flew by quickly. I gathered young people in the month of May, and we took them on a one-day hike into the mountains. In the mountains, it is easy to talk about God as the Creator to young people. There are some interesting conversations with two guys and one girl. We witnessed and strengthened the youth in the knowledge of God. Once every two weeks, I gather the leaders of the youth in our city for a joint breakfast. They are conducting an apprenticeship of the young leaders to strengthen their relationship with God and educate the younger generation. Now seven to eight leaders are coming to the meetings. Since February, we have been renting a boutique in the city to receive and distribute things to families. This is a good opportunity to talk about God's love. Five to seven families come to us for help every month, which we help with food and clothing. At this point, we always bear witness to Christ and bless people, their families and their children. In March, a 19-year-old girl, Christina, turned to us for help. We helped her and continued to help her for three months. After a while, she moved to another locality, where we introduced her to the leaders of the local church. A week later, she repented. Now she sometimes attends the local church. We rejoice that we can be thus guides to Christ. In another city, we have about 13 families whom we help with food and things. We built a sports playground at the church, and the children come to play there once a month. They come to eat, play sports, and attend a Bible lesson. So far, we see 15 to 20 children come to the playground every time. In June, we have a team, and for three days, the team worked with the children, teaching them biblical truths. There's evidence that several children have begun to trust God and pray on their own. One of them is a girl who is growing up without a father. We took her photo. So this is prayer request number one, the youth work of Dimitri the Dynamo. But let me be clear here. To vaguely pray for Dimitri's youth work would be fine and good, but how would we see God's hand? Maybe in general, yes. But I am asking that you choose and pray for a particular person that Dimitri has mentioned. Maybe you will choose the boy that went hiking on the mountain. Maybe you will pray for Masha, the little girl who accepted Jesus but has no father at home. Maybe you will pray for another young person on that list that Dimitri sent. He is sowing the word of God among many young people. Can you take 70 days to pray for one of them? Dimitri and his dear wife have three children, as I already mentioned, but they currently live in a small little place 
built during the Soviet times, and it only has two bedrooms. One of their highest hopes is to have more space so that they can receive and teach young people in their home. Of course, two bedrooms with three children is going to be a challenge as the children grow. But our God has unlimited resources. And if our Lord has gone on ahead of us to prepare a place for us, certainly he can prepare a better place for Dimitri and his family and ministry during this time. In his own words, We continue to pray for housing for our family, so that God will lead us in this matter and send the right people. Now the five of us live in two rooms. That is not enough for our family. Our children are growing up. They need to be divided into different rooms. We also want to serve as hospitality, but at the moment, there is no opportunity. We dreamed that we have a small yard with two cottage kind of houses. We would use the second house to serve young people, teenagers, to make a youth center out of the house. And he adds another prayer request. Pray for the courage to talk about Jesus Christ. Because this is Kazakhstan, I cannot give last names of our preachers or the names of villages and places where they live and travel. But I can email you a list of the names, including photos that they sent in their reports. Email me at dean at cupofgoodnews.org. That's dean at cupofgoodnews.org. And I will send you a PDF list of these prayer requests from all three of the preachers that I'm going to talk about. Prayer request number three. This spring, we once again drove many hundreds of kilometers. We had to overcome various mountainous, bumpy, and muddy roads. We got caught in storms, heavy rains, and slush. But we always overcame everything by the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. This was written by Victor the Victorious. Victor is his name but his position in Christ is victorious. He is a gospel-linked-supported preacher with a great heart, striving with great effort to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to people out in the Kazakhstan villages. Will you pray for the people in these villages? We visited Jafar and his family in the mountain village. On the day we visited them, Jafar and his wife were saving their sheep from lice. Because if this is not done, the lice of the sheep will completely eat them up. And the sheep cannot stand it. They die. While I was watching them work, it came to my mind the analogy that why Jesus came. He also came to save us from these lice. In other words, sins. So that we could live and live forever. Thank God for these visible examples. My wife and I helped them a little. When they were finished, Jafar had a rest and we had a good conversation. I am glad that Jafar's family is open to us coming and praying with them. They are also open to hearing the word of God. In, in the past, his daughter often had headaches. Now she feels better after prayers. Jafar's wife's fingers don't work well after a broken arm, and she can't milk cows. Pray for their salvation and recovery. We also visited Mamad and his wife Fatima, who live in the village of Kurds. Fatima has had a misfortune. Being on a farm with sheep, she broke her arm. She can't do anything. We prayed for her recovery, and again, 
reminded her of the Savior. They have a son named Abdullah. He is about 30 years old. He is very worried that he cannot get married. He has had more than one prospect, but the prospects refuse him. He opens up to me with a request not to tell his parents. A local mullah told him that someone from his relatives had brought a spell on him, and someone from the Russians could remove this damage. Of course, this is a superstition on one hand, but maybe demonic too. I am Russian ethnicity, so he is talking to me, only you, he told me, can help me. Of course, I explained everything to him that it might and might not work. And if you believe in Jesus, the Lord can destroy it all. I asked him to pray for this, to which he agreed. And I ask you to join in pr this prayer for the salvation of their family. And if God wills, that Abdullah get married. One of our common evangelism targets is Vasya. We always stop by to see Vasya. He has been sick ever since childhood, so his life is not normal both physically and mentally. Nonetheless, he understands very well what we are saying. He lives practically alone, and he has no means of substance. His brother brings him food. We sometimes bring clothes and sometimes goodies. When we arrive, he is very happy. We tell him about Jesus. He listens, answers questions well, also pray for his soul. We also regularly visit Rifat and his wife Zina. Unfortunately, there are no photos of them. They are always impatiently waiting for our arrival. At their house, we devote uh, a lot of time in the analysis of holy scriptures, which we are very happy about. Rifat does not understand everything but a lot of things he revealed in the communication. For example, the meaning of the coming of Jesus Christ to earth. Zina also delves into our conversations and happily sets the table with refreshments. Pray for them. Rifat is very much touched by God. This can be seen as we talk together. At the last meeting, he told us that he had the power to stop drinking alcohol as soon as he started fellowshipping with us. May the Lord help him to sincerely believe in his saving power. Shall we pray for them? We could ask God to give Victor the victorious strength and perseverance. Again, we could simply ask God to move his spirit on the villages where the people have too long sat in darkness. But I'm asking you to be specific. Choose three of these people and pray specifically. You could pray that Jafar's wife recovers and that God shows them clearly who he is. You could ask that the devil in Abdullah's life be bound so that Abdullah can see that God is the curse breaker and that a prudent wife is from the Lord. Vasya is simple, but you could pray against any evil spirits in his life to be cast down by the authority of Jesus so that Vasya, even in his condition, could come to the light and the knowledge of God's salvation? These are what I am going to pray. I'm going to pray for them daily for 70 days, and I will see how my Father in heaven will reward such knocking. The third national preacher from Kazakhstan that I want to present is named Pavel 
the Capturer. Now that isn't actually his last name, but it is the English translation. And Pavel works diligently to capture souls for his Lord Jesus. In his last report, he wrote this. I want to tell you about the joyful news of Yuri, about whom I wrote to you earlier. Yuri repented and accepted Jesus in his heart. It happened at one of the meetings in the group that I conduct. We were going through a scripture verse by verse. Suddenly, right in the middle, Yuri said, Braci sostri, brothers and sisters, I want to repent. Everyone got up. Yuri got down on his knees. He cried a lot. Then he began to pray, calling on Jesus Christ. His eyes showed this sincere repentance. When Yuri got up from his knees, everyone saw a different person. His eyes were filled with joy and peace, and an extraordinary warmth emanated from him. Yes, I can say the Lord changed him. Today this is not the Yuri we knew. God has changed everything in him. This is the one who can tell and testify about God's love today. His wife is very happy about it. My friends, that is good news. The Lord of the harvest is working, and people in the uttermost parts of Central Asia are believing in him. The woman in this photo is blind. She is also old, but she hears well. This year she had come several times. She came with friend to church. This is remarkable because she lives about a hundred miles away. What an amazing effort! And God saw her heart. One Sunday she repented. She turned to the Lord. She asked God for forgiveness. Thank God for His work. During this period several people become close to me. And today I am in prayer for them so that the Lord will awaken them to salvation. The first is Marina. I sense that she is close to God. Her aunt was a believer, but now her aunt is in eternity. Marina lives with her son and daughter-in-law. She refers to God neither yes nor no, but she is not an atheist. And at the same time she does not accept the Lord Jesus as her personal Savior. Many times she has been at the church meeting. Even there were her own testimonies that the Spirit of God touched her heart. But alas, so far, paka, she does not repent before God. When her aunt was alive, Marina attended church on holidays. Please pray for this soul so that she can come to God. The second I pray for is Rustam. He is an Uzbek by nationality. He is also a middle-of-the-road person. As I write this, he is not a believer, yet God has knocked on his heart a lot. Talking to him, you can say he knows a lot. He considers himself a Muslim, but he testifies with his life that he does not follow or trust in any God. There are many cases when in the life of Rustam, when there was call to repentance, I can see that God is long-suffering toward him, not wanting his death. Rustam has one big problem. He is a drinker, and many troubles in his life are connected with this. I pray for his repentance and ask you to support me also in prayer. 
So there we are. Specific prayer requests. My time is about up for this episode, but I am asking that this episode last for 70 days in your intercession before God. This song in the background is actually being sung in Russian, but it is a prayer for Kazakhstan. A prayer for the Kazakh people to come to the true God. You know, I could ask that you send money to help Victor the Victorious buy gas. I could ask that you send money to help Pavel the Capturer buy Bibles. I could ask for money to help Dimitri the Dynamo get a house for youth. But I'm not asking for money in this episode. I'm asking that you choose seven particular requests from this faraway land of Kazakhstan and pray for them for 70 days. You know, we give money and we feel like we have done something. We pray because we know there are things that only our Father in heaven can do. And Jesus came unto the disciples and found them asleep and saith unto Peter, What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? If you visit cupofgoodnews.org, you can see some photos from this episode. I took the liberty to show the blind lady who came to Christ at Pavel the Capturer's church. A photo of Vasya is posted, as well as one of Jafar de-licing his sheep. When necessary, I have blurred faces of certain people. However, let not our prayers be blurry. Let them be specific. Let's ask God to do His work. I would love to email you a PDF list with photos of these prayer requests. Obviously, I need your email address in order to send this. Would you email me and let me know that you are committing with me to 70 days of prayer for specific people in Kazakhstan? My email is dean at cupofgoodnews.org. That's dean at cupofgoodnews.org. For the next 70 days, be refreshed.